Knights, welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 207. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, action, adventure, and recording from different places. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morse, and this is the flip of the usual situation where I'm recording from home and you're recording from the office because today you're at home, but, of course we still maintain our unbeaten streak of getting podcasts out. Even though we were a little uh, wonky this last week because of New York Comic Con and because of the live show, but we eventually got that up there. Yeah. This will go up there eventually, too. Hey, the podcast technically went up on the correct day, just not in the normal places. Uh, Sort of. It went up on the live stream, and it was, it was available That's on true. Thursday. That's true. You know, people yeah. could tune in. Sure, people could have watched it. They could have watched it. They could not just listen. They could have watched it. Yeah, absorbed all that goodness. Could have seen Kyle Edwards' handsome face. So handsome. I mean, really, the voice doesn't do it justice. No, and he's got. I mean, I I know one person in particular who was crushing on him. So. Oh yeah, we we won't we won't name names, but definitely one member of the Marvel family, uh, smitten with young Mister Edwards. Indeed, indeed. Um, but we're getting back into the swing of things, uh, and so yeah. uh, we've got, like, I think 25 to 30 pages of comments. Uh, this is, <laughs> when I opened up this doc, I thought, sometimes you'll open up a document and it'll say more pages than there are. Usually it says less pages than there are, but sometimes it'll, I don't know. For some reason I thought this was saying more pages than it was, and then it would shrink. It did not. <laughs> it only grew exponentially. Yeah, it did. Uh, luckily, uh, a lot of the pages are just photos. It's just they're people. almost all photos. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but there's you know good chunks of fun stuff to talk about when we get deeper into the podcast. But as is our uh, normal uh, way of doing things, we're going to go through all the new comics out this week, print and digital, all the collections, what's new on Marvel Unlimited. We're going to talk about news. We're going to kick it over to the West Coast of Stromy and the Wolfman, and then we're going to get to the questions and comments and we're going to do twim urc next week next week next week and that is good because i haven't read it yet yeah i'm only i i was about halfway through and then you told me you weren't doing it this week and i abruptly stopped (laughs) gave up rather promptly stopped and said i will not be reading this i'm going to sleep instead that's that's a good idea sleep is delightful Mm -hmm. um let's let's... we're still coming out of comic-con oh my gosh don't i know it still exhausted all right, get to it, man. Um, yeah, let's let's roll right into things. First up this week, we've got A Force number five, the final issue of this limited series, and our A Force crew is up against the Zombie Horde. There ain't no other way of putting it. the The shield has been breached, and they are flowing into what is it, Arcadia? Right? That's their yeah, their... It's Arcadia. And, and to correct, the shield has not been breached; it was broken by Jerkface Loki. But, I mean, doesn't that mean the shield has been breached? Well, I mean, when you say breached, usually it means, like, the zombies broke through, which they did, but I just wanted to add that critical detail of Loki <laughs> right. broke it for them so they could breach it. Jerkmaster Loki broke yeah. the shield. All... Jerkmistress Loki. Yeah, Jerkmistress. Well, Jerk is sort of gender neutral. Yeah, but Master. Master I... versus Mistress, right? I guess. Sure. I don't know. No, you, we have you, some heavy gender politics to discuss here. <laughs> you have the English major, so you tell me. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yes, the uh, Loki 
busted up the shield. The zombies are through. A-Force is uh, stepping tall right to the uh, the onslaught that's ahead. You've got a couple of Thors that are helping out with this uh, problem. But, I mean, these are zombies, and many of them are super-powered zombies, and they are in insane numbers. So it's going to take everything to stop them. So we have tons of great banter between all the different members of A-Force, including members who you didn't really get to see much of throughout the rest of the series. Uh, yeah, but, that was the coolest part. Yeah, like giant battle montage of superheroes versus zombies is fantastic in here. It's written by um, Marguerite Bennett and uh, G. Willow Wilson, art by Jose Molina, colors by Laura Martin, and it is gorgeous top to bottom. It is great. There are huge emotional moments in here. Like, there are some crazy moments in here. Uh, we got great big hero moments. We've got uh, big deaths. We've got crazy stuff all abound. And um, it wraps up in, in many ways that I, you know, like made a ton of sense. It wasn't like a big old happy ending, but it also had a really nice shining light uh, towards the end, which was great. I'm, I'm not sure which was my favorite part of the montage. If it was uh, Psylocke and Elektra's pun off. Mm-hmm. Or they're just rifling off puns from two characters who who rarely do puns, or Spider Gwen saving Mary Jane. And I'll tell you why I like the Spider Gwen saving Mary Jane part was because I was just like, why is Mary Jane there? Like, <laughs> is she part of the team? She's just this non-powered girl, or is she just there to get rescued? I don't know, but you know? It, it was a great moment, and she gave a great look too. There was really uh, great that facial cool. expressions. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Moving on to Captain America, Sam Wilson, number one, written by Nick Spencer, art by Daniel Acuna. Uh, first off, kudos on the use of the old-school Captain America logo on the front. Uh, back in the 90s, there was a series that was called Captain America, but they had the whole Steve Rogers Captain America treatment, so this is really neat. Uh, Nick Spencer takes to Sam Wilson right away, like a glove man. And I love the structure of this issue where it's framed by Sam flying commercial, uh, getting from coming back from Arizona. We don't know why he's coming back from Arizona. There's breaks uh, all over the place to show his adventures with Misty Knight, his relationship with Misty Knight, his relationship with S.H.I.E.L.D., which is not so great. Um, him taking down a villain, a familiar cat villain, and then not being received as well as he thought. And then they go even further back to show you his support team, who has a character I know we both love, and then also what caused Sam to fall out of favor with S.H.I.E.L.D. and with a lot of people he encounters. Basically, he takes a political stand, which is huge. Like, we don't want to underscore that or don't or understate it because the thing about Captain America has always been, well, he stands for America. He does not – he's kind of above politics. So just the fact that Sam, as Captain America, is saying, you know what, I'm going to use my position – to actually take a stand on this stuff is a, a really bold direction to go in. And it's really going to open up a lot of doors. Um, what it leads to is Sam having to become a different kind of Captain America who does not necessarily have the support of the U.S. government or S.H.I.E.L.D. who needs to stay impartial. So he needs to basically be DIY Cap. And he's got Misty. He's got his pilot. Um, he does not have a plane. Whoa, he has a whoa, pilot, whoa. but not a plane. His just his pilot is that is that well, all I, is? I'm trying. I wasn't going to spoil it. Okay, it's a really cool. It's that's a cool. Fine. That's uh, fine. 
the person who's his pilot is really cool. So yes. that's why I don't want to say anything. All but, right, fine. Um, he has a pilot. He doesn't have a plane. He has a hotline, which is how he's getting his cases. And he ends up going to Arizona to deal with some issues surrounding the Sons of the Serpent, surrounding immigrants, some real hot-button stuff. And when the issue ends, we're in the present, get kind of a cliffhanger of how did he get out of this. And in the past, we have a cliffhanger of him encountering the one guy he didn't want to see. And the art by Daniel Acuna is gorgeous. He gets better all the time. So really strong start for Sam Wilson, Captain America. Yeah. All right, up next we've got Captain America White, number three. This book has been coming out rat-a-tat. It's like, yeah. took forever to come out, and now we're just blessed with <laughs> new issues, it seems like, every week. It's wonderful. Uh, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, Dave Stewart, Richard Starkings, Bananas, so good. Also, shout-out to um, John Rochelle, who's on design on this. Um, I'm you know, especially on like that main the title page and all kinds of stuff. I'm sure his work is really, really prevalent throughout. But uh, we've got Cap and Bucky and Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos taking on some Ratsies right in the beginning. Mm. Uh, just delicious, delicious stuff right off the bat. Uh, great banter, great action. It's classic, yet feels so modern at the same time. Uh, I just love every little bit of it. And then, uh, so Cap and the crew have sort of commandeered some stuff and are rolling through, um, trying to lay low, kind of go undercover, pretending to be Nazis, and they get ambushed. They get ambushed by uh, this crew. Ben, I don't want to say too much about them. Are they? Is this established, who these people are? I don't. I think they're new characters. I mean, I think they're new characters who resemble characters we know. So maybe they might be predecessors to some of the characters we recognize. Right. Uh, that, but, is my, that is that is my official stance on it. All I will say is they call themselves the Cirque de la Révolution, and yeah. it's they're pretty great, amazing. Uh, also, you know, I love the way Tim Sale draws Cap. He draws. You know, big hulking man. He draws like all this stuff, and I also love the way he draws a woman. Uh, mm-hmm. He, I pretty much like the way he draws everything. There's one character in here, and he has this great way of making them like extremely dangerous but really alluring at the same time. He's yes. a master. Uh, and then we get to see really uh, what all the the crew is honing in on right at right at the end. Chewbacca is not what they're looking at, but it is our next book, <laughs> issue number one by Jaron Duggan and Phil Noto. If you're wondering how Jerry was going to write a book starring Chewbacca as the lead, your answer is that Chewbacca is really kind of the co-star of this book, along with a young lady named Zaro, Z-A-R-R-O, um, whose planet is kind of caught up in everything going on with the Empire, with the Rebellion, mostly with the Empire. There's a no good Nick who her dad owes money to. And so in order to pay off his debt, the two of them get dumped down in this, what I can only describe as a giant glow bug mine. It's weird. It's like (laughs) these these bugs that look like giant jelly candies um, that can be used for energy. And they're working in this mine. So they got to work there until they pay off their debt elsewhere on the planet. Chewbacca is trying to get, um, I think it's the Millennium Falcon. It's, 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 is, it, is it the Millennium Falcon that he's trying to get six? No. 
to some spaceship, some rinky-dink spaceship. Yeah, his tiny, um, the tiny little ship that he's fixing? Tiny little ship that he's fixing. It's not the um, Millennium Falcon, you, you I, goon. I was just trying to say, I just wanted to say that I knew the name of uh, their ship, um, <laughs> which I've now demonstrated successfully and should be given credit for. But Chewbacca's trying to get parts for it. Um, he starts out laying in a field, and this girl escapes the mine. They encounter each other. She wants Chewbacca's help. Initially, you're not really sure if he cares or not, but he does eventually end up trying to help her, and by the end of the book, he's going to try to do it. Man, Duggan's Chewbacca is great. You can't understand anything he's saying, but just through the way Phil draws him beautifully and through the things Jerry has him doing, he really comes off as this great, reluctant hero, this, like, hulking, intimidating figure but not kind of the classic, oh, he's so lovable. Like, he's a little surly. Um, he just wants to gamble and get his shit back. But eventually this girl, not necessarily because, you know, she's adorable or anything, just because she's persistent, gets him to help out because he is going to do the right thing ultimately. Um, so I was just very impressed with this book, how Jerry and Phil overcame the challenges of writing a character who only does crazy roars as his way of communicating, both in creating this endearing Zaro character and then also just the way they conveyed a lot about Chewbacca without him having to say a word. So yeah. good start to this, and just cool seeing Chewbacca get his own uh, his own spotlight. I love it so much. Um, all right, on to Civil War number five. This is also the final issue of this limited series, and it's written by Charles Soule or by Lineal Time's Francis. running out on Secret Wars. Uh, time's running out? Oh, no. Again? Yep. Uh, Throwback. Uh, pencils by Lineal Francis Yu, inks by Jerry Allen Guilin, and colors by Sonny Go and Matt Mila. Uh, this is it. This is the one for all the marbles. This is, you know, the giant throwdown for just, it's crazy. They're, the Like, the scope and scale of some of these battles here are incredible. And it's, you know, kudos to uh, Charles and uh, Lineal for coming up with it and, and putting it together because it's just it's massive on so many so many levels, but we really do get the throwdown between Cap and Iron Man full force in here, and we get to see uh, really them not just fight it out, but them talk it out and them work it out, uh, and the way it all shakes down, the way they have to maybe work together, maybe fight each other by the end is great. I love the resolution here, and it was just it was good. It was a really like. It felt very complete, and I felt very good by the end, which was, yeah. you know, something I wanted out of this. Have we talked about with Civil War how everyone pretty much? I mean, it's set in the near future, and everyone pretty much appears to be the same age. But Tony Stark is a full-on Silver Fox. Tony is—he got so old so quick. I love it. Yeah, but he looks—he looks good. He's making it work. He looks—he's like—he's got like a John Slattery. I was thing just, going damn on. it. Yeah, I was gonna say he's—he's he's, he's the John Slattery. He's moved from being Robert Downey. Junior to being John Slattery yeah. over the course of this book, which makes sense because that's who he's destined to grow up into. Yep, 100%. Deadpool versus Thanos, number three, written by Tim Seeley, art by Elmo Bondock, colors by Ruth Redman. The odd couple of Deadpool and Thanos are continuing to cruise through space. They actually head back to Earth here. They are looking to rescue their, what does Thanos call him? I think he calls him his toboggan brother because they're both, <laughs> you know, they've both, they both been to the bone zone with the bone lady herself, Death. And they want to reclaim her because um, she's gone missing. They don't know who has her. They get a tip that it might be Mephisto. So they head to hell 
via the black talon, who's got a nasty cough, which turns out to be something that's not a cough. Um, it was great reading Mephisto again. I missed, I missed old Mephisto from, remember when he was starring in all of Kieran Gillen's books? Oh, uh, I love that Mephisto so much. And then he would show up in like Admin and Landing's New Mutants and he was just, oh man, that was the golden age of Mephisto a few years ago. Yep. You kind of get a little of that here. He is kind of the scheming, politicking gentleman. Um, they have to deal with him to try to find out where death is because it turns out he doesn't have her either. They fight everyone they ever killed. So you get some nice cameos. You get a little slayback. Slayback. Always nice. Always nice to see slayback. But the highlight of this book truly is the chemistry or lack thereof between Deadpool and Thanos. Uh, Thanos just this stone cold, serious character. Deadpool, anything but. Uh, Thanos can't stand him, but he's slowly, begrudgingly starting to respect him. And we get a lot of that here. And then by the end of the issue, we find out the location of death which is going to lead to a crazy big cosmic adventure for Deadpool, which I love seeing him dropped into this stuff. It's all a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, can we call them the Bone Brothers? Um, Bone Zone Bros? I don't see why we can't. Uh, let's get that on the next cover. They share a neutral Bone Zone. Yeah. Yeah, they meet at the Bone Zone. Yeah, if you were doing a Venn diagram of their Bone Zones, there would be an overlapping area. Totally. All right, on to Figment number two, uh, yeah, written, by, <laughs> written by Jim Zub, uh, art by Ramon Box, and colors by Jean-Francois Bellou. And uh, this is uh, you know, further looking at uh, Dreamfinder and Figment when they are completely out of their element, especially Dreamfinder. He is, you know, I mean, he's now 100 years in the future. He's gone through so much crazy stuff. He's trying to understand... Uh, his place in the world. He's trying to understand technology. He's trying to prove to people that he is who he says he is, and he is as awesome as they think he should be. Uh, mm-hmm. All that's going on, and you've got people who are poking him, just like jabbing him with this little tiny doubt stick, and then boom, 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 by the end, it gets real. Really, really bad for him, uh, and it's going to be a very tricky situation for uh, Dreamfinder and Figment to get out of this one as they get forward. Elsewhere in the Marvel Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy number one picks up eight months after we last saw the Guardians, where everyone was so happy, and Kitty and Peter Quill got engaged, and the team was doing good. Not so much. Everything's changed. Uh, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, is super bored, ruling Spartax, and the new Guardians of the Galaxy, which consists of Rocket Raccoon, leader of the team, uh, a new Star-Lord, who is Kitty Pride. Venom, Drax, Groot, and new team member The Thing, who's super jazzed to be out in space. They are battling the Chitari. They get some artifact. Um, certain people on the team question why they keep taking in these omnipowerful artifacts when they never end up going well. Uh, the Thing has some interesting thoughts on the Infinity Gauntlet. They need to get this artifact analyzed. And the only place to do that that they know of is Spartax. But what we see is there's been a rift between Star-Lord, former Star-Lord Peter Quill, and certain members of the Guardians, possibly including his maybe, maybe not fiancé. It's a little dodgy here. Um, there's also hints here of stuff going on with Annihilus and the Brood. There's something big happening there. And moreover, uh, a missing member of the team returns with drastic consequences and something on their tail. Yeah, I really like the cold open for this issue too. Yes, uh, and just the the potential that that sets up for yep. nightmares—it's terrific. Yes, 
And of course, I'll mention it was written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Valeria Skeedy, and colors by Richard Eisenhoff. Yeah. All right. From one galaxy to another, far, far away, we go to uh, <laughs> Journey to Star Wars, the Fork. Journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Star Wars Shattered Empire, uh, number three. Did we not have Star number Wars two or... last, ye- last, it, last week? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. my gosh. We're cranking them out. Is Star Wars really in the title twice? No, but we, we've been saying it on the podcast. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. fine. We can say it as many times as we want. Yeah. You can stop us. Star Wars, The Journey to Star Wars, The Force Star Awake Forces, Star Wars, The Shattered Star Wars Empire. How's that? Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, all right, so this uh, continues. Uh, I wonder if that sound will pop into the podcast. We'll see. Um, this we'll this uh, issue continues on. We're you know past the events from Return of the Jedi, and we've got two forces at work here for the Rebels. Um, they are still going after various parts of the Empire. Very, trying to do a, a number of different things. Um, we've got Shara Bay with, uh, you know, she's a pilot and escort for Princess Leia, who's trying to find allies uh, for the New Republic on Naboo. Uh, at the same time, we've got uh, Han Solo and uh, his crew trying to do the combat operations against the Empire on the Wretch of Terryron as they call it. Uh, so we get great stuff with Chewie and Han and then blowing up stuff and being total awesome, just murderous, uh, warfaring badasses. I mean, it is a, it's a pretty tricky situation. Um, but while that's going on, yes, we are on Naboo where we get to see Princess Leia doing politics and trying her best to... Um, gather new allies and you know the Naboo has a huge place in the prequels and in Star Wars history uh there's some really cool hints and like touchbacks to all that stuff that Rucka puts into this which is just terrific uh and we get to see that Naboo really doesn't have the military might that the New Republic or the former rebels are looking for but someone steps up it's a really great couple of pages a great uh series of moments because they are right in the middle of on Naboo. There are these crazy storms, and Ben, this reminded me of the um, the Twim URC that we read for the old Star Wars. I think it was Dark Empire. Yes. Remember they had those crazy war machines that did awful things to planets, and I yeah, got a, yeah, I, I got that vibe here, and in, in like all the best ways, it was really cool. Uh, but Princess Leia has to go out with uh, Shara Bay, and they have to go out and try to. Um, foil the Empire's plans of destruction against Naboo, and it's a very Star Warsian comic in all in all kinds of cool ways. I really really dug it. Um, there's one thing in here. Um, there's a character in the new movie called Dameron Poe. I think his name is. Or no, Poe Dameron. And there's one of the characters in here is also named Dameron. Uh, Interesting. I'm curious if they are related at all. That well, would... this comic is canon, so it sure is. Uh, so I guess, I guess we're gonna find out, maybe or maybe not. <laughs> Who's to say? Not me. Uh, but yeah, another great one, especially if you are excited about uh, the Force Awakens. Y'all better be reading it. Yeah, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble, season two, number twelve. It is the comic based on the Disney XD animated series. This one adapts the episode Thanos Triumphant, which was originally written by Kevin Burke and Chris Doc Wyatt and directed by Tim Eldred. Our boy Joe Caramagna adapts it here. 
Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet. The Avengers have to stop him. Pretty much a uh, enough said situation there. Things do not look good. I'm sure uh, the Avengers will figure something out, though. They tend to do that. Yes. Um, all right. On to Marvel Zombies number four. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, time is running out on Secret Wars stuff. So this is the final issue of this series, written by Cy Spurrier, art by Kev Walker, colors by Guru Effects. And as we saw at the end of the last issue, uh, we we know who is tracked. Do we get it? Do we get that sneeze in there? Oh, we sure did. We sure got that sneeze in there. I'm at home. My wife is sick. She just Aww. sneezed all over her computer. Uh, I've got a cat who's just been spayed. This house is a party. Uh, no better, everyone. <laughs> we're going to keep going. And uh, Marvel Zombies number four, yeah, we found out that uh, the person tracking Elsa Bloodstone and the mysterious little child is... Ben? Okay. Do you want, it, do you want you, to say it? Oh, right. do you want me to say it? I was going to let you say it, but no, we'll... Uh, you want to keep it? It's not really a spoiler because it was already yeah. revealed in the last issue. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to talk around it. It's Ulysses Bloodstone, guys. It's yeah. like a weird, creepy zombie version of Ulysses Bloodstone who's also his dad. Oh, no. What I love is is the Secret Wars aspect of it that he. this is not necessarily her specific father, but a version right. of Ulysses Bloodstone who has been going across um, Battle, World Battle World and destroying anyone who's wearing a bloodstone to gain more power and he's so just he has a giant bloodstone in his chest yeah it's just it's so disgusting kev walker is so great at drawing yep. this awful stuff i love it so kev much. walker was the perfect choice for this book absolutely. yeah and Cy was i mean it's like it's kind of the absolutely perfect creative team all across the board because uh, you've got also this crew of zombies who they were sustained on Deadpool before they ain't got no Deadpool anymore so they're like getting more and more feral more and more zombie-ish uh, because they haven't had their nutrition their brains and like Mystique just keeps accidentally saying like brains or various other words where she means something else and like the sickness is taking over them uh we got all this crazy battles between Elsa and the monster Ulysses. We got more flashbacks that continue to speak so much about why Elsa is the way she is and who Ulysses really was. Uh, all that, we get the big revelation about the, the little girl, and we get crazy nonstop action by the end, and it is terrific. I love this so much. I really hope we get more of Sai and uh, Kev's Elsa. Absolutely. Those would be I'd... some great adventures. More, more of the character, more of both those creators, just more, more, more. I agree. Yeah. Flipping back a little ways, uh, before Battle World, Miss Marvel really, really held on for a long time with this Last Days tie-in. I, I was almost, I almost thought their Last Days crossover was going to last longer than Secret Wars itself. But well, from what I understand, New Jersey days last longer than regular days. Oh yeah, it's it's like still July in New Jersey when I go home. It's crazy. This is true. Um, but. Oh, boy, what an issue. This is the final issue of Miss Marvel for this volume. Uh, it's issue number 19, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Adrian Alfona, colors by Ian Herring. And for a book where the title character is out of costume the entire time, there's no punching, and it's just basically the world ending around her, but in a very quiet, calm way, this book is action-packed, emotional action, my friend. Um, it's just scene after scene of Kamala Khan who knows the world's coming to an end and no one else does. None of her friends and family do having just kind of like her last moments with each of her loved ones. It starts with her mom 
we found out at the end of last issue knows she's Captain, or not Captain Marvel, but Miss Marvel. And we get the conversation between them, which, which we've been waiting kind of the whole series for. Um, you know, what does she think of the fact that her daughter is a superhero? We get the full family after that. We get a lot of Kamala and Bruno stuff. Um, and it's just, man, it, it's, it's so true to life. Um, just, you know, when you're in high school and you have a friend and you maybe want to take that next step, maybe both of you do, but you're not quite sure. Uh, it's just a great, it's a great pairing. In between all that, we also have all the various characters we've encountered over the last 18 issues and Kamala making her peace with some of them, including kind of her enemies, but also her friends. Uh, she has a nice little reunion with Nakia. They have a dance party. The dance party is so it. good. That's how they do it in Jersey City. Um, and then it all ends with Kamala and Bruno. And this last conversation is just, it's going to be salivating for the next issue of Miss Marvel. I want to know what happens. And the colors, i got to give credit to the colors for Ian Herring, because he basically depicts the world coming to an end solely almost through his colors, just as things start to fade out. And he just thinks, makes things more muddy and, and rough. And uh, also to Adrian Alfona, who makes, again, an issue that is just about conversation, deep conversations feel just as important as if Kamala were taking on, you know, the juggernaut or something. It's, it's, it's wild. It's a beautifully done issue. It's really a crash course in, in storytelling and just emotion. Yeah, and Alfona does is such a master of the little things, like like watching certain characters who are never named, who are never talked about, just like little things, you know, like the char- the little birds with helmets on or ha- yeah. hats on, or there's like this little, this small guy with like this baseball mask on and like these gloves, or the little guy in the hazmat suit. Like I don't know what's going on, but I like you see them from page to page, and it's amazing. Yeah. He's clearly having a lot of fun, and it's it's great. It's it's like I said, it's a master class. If you want to know how to do a comic book where all you have to rely on is your characters and their relationships, Miss Marvel number nineteen. That's ben, you know, I would call that a master class in making comics, almost. I just I think I just did like three times. Uh, like a master class, though. Like a master class. Like um, yeah, yeah, Star Wars. So. From Miss Marvel, uh, we jump ahead eight months into the future to New Avengers number one, long-awaited, written by Al Ewing, art by Gerardo Sandoval. I love this issue. I love this series. This is Al Ewing unleashed with all his crazy ideas brought to the forefront, all his humor, all his science. There's some horrifying stuff in here. Like the villains they're dealing with are just these disembodied people with diamonds for heads for crystals, for heads, who it's like, oh, it's so horrific, where someone's like, oh, it sounds like my grandmother, and they're, just, they're in France, and they've all, like, people are just being transformed, they become this mob, you've got this new Avengers team of Wiccan, White Tiger, Power Man, Songbird, Squirrel Girl, Hulkling, uh, and of course, Tippy Toe, uh, um, they're all headed to France to try to deal with it, they're really psyched, they're just like, oh, cool, we're Avengers, the only one who's a little nervous is Wiccan, um, but just right off the bat, the dynamics between this team with Squirrel Girl being so quirky and Al writing her great, Songbird's an awesome leader, White Tiger is really like stuck up and kind of over herself and she's dealing with the fact that her and Power Man aren't together, Hulkling and Wiccan are adorable, and this is all in the first three pages, Al gets all this out there, while this is all going on, while they're dealing with the situation in France, Sunspot, Roberto da Costa, is back on Avengers Island, where you get to meet the new Avengers supporting cast, you get a nice little map of their island and what's going on there. Dum Dum Dugan shows up with Hawkeye, and I love I love the humor of the 
some spot Dum Dum Dugan scenes where Dum Dum Dugan's just like, yeah, you know, you guys are running AIM now, so we have to spy on you. So here's Hawkeye. He's going to join your team. By the way, he's a spy. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a plant on your team. And Hawkeye's like, hey, man, sorry about being the traitor on your team. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then Sunspot's reply to that is, oh, yeah. is like, my favorite. Uh, like, I, I don't want to spoil that. There's a two – there's a uh, a panel where he has two dialogue uh, yep. bubbles in there, and it's terrific. Yeah. So then we go back to France. We get all this cool tech. Just the idea, like Al clearly has poured so many of ideas that he's been holding on to into this. I forgot to mention Pod, who's the other member of the New Avengers, who's just weird and awesome. You've got the maker behind all of this, and that's Ultimate Reed Richards, um, who we got to see how he gets out of Secret Wars, but. Thank goodness he does, because I was saying to Al on um, when we interviewed him at New York Comic Con, I said, you, you and I have long said if they're going to pluck one character from the Ultimate Universe and transplant them into the Marvel Universe, there's a few we could think of, but Ultimate Reed Richards was always on that short list. So there's creepy stuff going on with science, with magic. And then the issue ends with, oh God, I don't even want to describe it. It's so hard not to describe what uh, Ultimate Reed Richards' super weapon is. But let's just say if you look at the cover to the second issue, it's the maker holding what appears to be a spider, scorpion, ape, human, crystal hybrid. You know, as you do. How are you doing, everybody? The man <laughs> is a genius. Yeah, he is. Oh, News Andrews is so good. I, it, was, it, was, it was everything I was hoping for and more. Yeah. Uh, all right, on to Spider-Gwen number one, uh, Radioactive Spider-Gwen. Yeah. And uh, this, you know, right away it's just like this kicks off right after, more or less after where we were before in the orig- the first Spider-Gwen series. Uh, it opens up with the Bodega Bandit, who is just this terrible villain with a little dog, and they're both wearing bandit masks, and I love it so much. Uh, he's the worst. He's the worst. You really, he yep. really is the worst. Uh, we've got Gwen, who is, uh, you know, she's late. She's trying to make ends meet. She's trying, you know, she's got that classic Spidey vibe to her, which is great. Um, she's trying to deal with her dad knowing her secret identity, which is huge, mm-hmm. and like playing around with that and he's trying to deal with things because he's, you know, a police cop and he's got all this other stuff going on. Uh, we've got Gwen sort of trying to track down uh, Kurt Connors, uh, Dr. Connors, and come up with, like, try to solve a bunch of mysteries that are percolating around her world, her universe, and um, there's, you know, I gotta give a shout out to um, Robbie Rodriguez who draws the hell out of these, uh, out of this book, especially all the animals in here, because there are dogs and many dogs and lizards and so many dogs, and I love it. <laughs> Maybe some cats. That looks like, yeah, that looks like a cat. Um, they just look amazing. Jason Latour is having, you could tell he's just having a blast with this. Uh, Rico Renzi, beautiful colors. Like this book looks different from everything else that we're putting out, like Absolutely. top to bottom, and it's gorgeous. It's fun. It's exciting, and the last page is this big, awesome splash of uh, a character showing up, and I was like, whoa, I want to see more of that character, which I imagine we will. Also... I would the, think so. Yeah, the last page, we get a uh, a cool like handbook entry for Spider-Woman. Oh, yeah. That was really neat. That was yeah. a neat surprise. I love that. Especially because we don't know her full history. No. So it kind of filled in some of the gaps. Yeah. 
I hope we get flashbacks for uh, Spider Gwen at some point. I'd like I'd love to just see her origin, like untold, maybe an annual or something. Untold tales of Spider Gwen. We could do a whole series yeah, of her earlier years. Yeah, because clearly a lot has happened before we we met her. Yeah. All right, from one spider to another, Spider-Man 2099, number one, written by Peter David, art by Will Sliney, colors by Frank D'Armada. Again, we pick up eight months after we left off. I, I, I love, I didn't understand what was happening here at the beginning, <laughs> but basically Miguel O'Hara just does not give an F anymore and goes on what basically is American Ninja Warrior and just destroys their obstacle course. Um, and I love it because the commentators are just like, no one's ever done this before. I can't believe he's doing this, but no one suspects the thing. He, and he says <laughs> at the beginning, he even says, he's like, well, I haven't been training for this. And he's just so cocky and such a jerk. He really is like Peter Parker's nightmare version of what some of his spider powers would be. But anyways, after the reality show, we find out that he is working at Parker Industries. He's driving Peter Parker crazy. He's refusing to be Spider-Man because he's taking all his energy and focusing on trying to fix 2099. He has a working time portal, so he can see if he makes certain moves and changes, whether or not it's helping to write the timeline. And because last time he was in 2099, it was a wasteland. Unfortunately, it still is. Uh, we have a very cool new supporting cast, consisting of Miguel's assistant, Miguel's assistant's assistant, and Miguel's assistant's assistant's assistant, who is also <laughs> possibly Captain America 2099. It's a lot of fun. And then we have stuff going on at Alchemax. We have the odd coupling of Tiberius Stone and um, Scorpion. I like Matt Gargan as kind of this corporate jerk because um, it's such a weird fit for the Scorpion. But it, Allen, it works so well at the same time. It does. It works, it works really, really well. Yeah. And by the way, Miguel is still with Tempest. Um, the love interest was introduced in the last series, and things seem to be going well. And then, boom, Peter David rips your freaking hard out I, I was not okay with that it was the most emotionally manipulative few pages but it was like did, did what it was supposed to do i was not happy <laughs> I was very upset so yeah miguel after this first issue of basically setting up miguel's new status quo it could be completely different as of the next issue and who knows what's going to happen next for spider-man 2099 um really big stuff it feels like going on with this character who I think a lot of people were like, oh, there's so many Spider-Man characters now. Spider-Man 2099 is going to get lost, but definitely not. Yeah. All right. On to Uncanny Avengers. Number one, this is your big Uncanny Unity team. You've got uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. You've got uh, Human Torch. You've got Rogue, Deadpool, uh, Doctor um, uh, Voodoo, Quicksilver, Spider-Man, and who's this new character, Ben? Synapse. She's an inhuman. That's all we know about her so far. Yeah, it's pretty great. She's got like mindy typey powers. Uh, but we open up on our, our couple pages of our cold open. Again, I love using that term because it's <laughs> I, I don't. It's just so weird to me. Uh, anyway, yeah. we open up the cold open where we we see Thank you, Aaron Sorkin. Is oh, has he developed that one? No, I'm just calling you Aaron Sorkin because you're you're using terms like cold open. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a rat-a-tat writer, man. And uh, so we open up on this uh, new Inhuman who, you know, like he was sick, really, really sick. Uh, the uh, Terrigimus came through, and boom, he came out of his cocoon, and he's got some new powers. He can sort of understand the Earth, and he understands that uh, he's got, like, Earth empathy, 
and he understands that Earth is, is sick and it needs help. That's all we know right there. But then, boom, we switch over to Deadpool saying Avengers Assemble, and which is just like, say what? Uh, Very but, odd. But, in yeah, in where we are in All New, All Different, Deadpool is the man. He yeah. is a superstar for superstars. And uh, the Avengers are going up against the, um, uh, what's his name? Um... The Adaptoid. The super Adaptoid. Yeah, super Adaptoid. Super Adaptoid uh, and is defeated in a disgusting, horrifying way. Oh, God, uh, yeah. <laughs> which they're all like, that could have gone terribly wrong. And he's like, and someone's like, well, well it didn't. Uh, all that happens. And, of course, one of the members quits straight up in the first issue. Yep. I won't first say, few pages. Yeah, I won't even say who it is, but uh, there's a great quitting sequence and you know banter between all the different characters we get to see where this avengers team is uh stationed sort of uh where they're holing up and how they are actually operating because running a super team is expensive and uh you'll see that they have funding from a very interesting way uh we get to see some cool stuff in between little back uh, background stuff for all the different characters on the team. Uh, well, not all of them, but a couple of them. Uh, particularly yeah. one that I find very interesting is Rogue, who is yeah. not doing well. Uh, Rogue, I think, gets a really nice spotlight in this issue, and I'm I'm really super, maybe more than any other character in this, including Deadpool. I'm intrigued to see where she's going. Totally. Uh, all that, and then we see Quicksilver wooing multiple, multiple ladies. Uh, yeah. and, and this is just, a Quicksilver like you've never seen before. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be uh, a very interesting character to watch. Then we actually get to, like, by the end, we get to see a brand new villain show up in here. And, like, the villain has these creations, these creatures, these things that he's doing, uh, and it's pretty gross. And you know what uh, Quicksilver and Human Torch have in common? What's that? Both cheated on by Crystal. Oh, you love yep. that crystal. Gosh, the worst. We have to do a book <laughs> with her coming up soon. I don't know how I'm going to get around that. All right, finally, last but not least, is we've got What If Infinity X-Men number one, which might as well have been called Cannonball and his amazing X-Men and Avengers friends. <laughs> yeah, um, this is like, this is Cannonball getting to be the ultimate hero, which I am all about. I love me some Cannonball. Written by Josh Williamson, art by Mike Norton, Colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. In this What If universe, the Builders won. They destroyed everything and everybody. Some of the X-Men, including Cannonball and Beast and Phoenix and Husk and Armor and Chamber, they escaped. They got away. They managed to get off Earth for whatever horrible fate that befell Earth befell it. So they're off in space. They come across some Avengers, including Sunspot and including Smasher. We find out why Cannonball's with the X-Men and not with the Avengers, why Cannonball refused to call the X-Men the X-Men. And it's a classic what-if story. We get to see things that you would never see any other way. It's very inventive and very creative by Williamson. The art is great. There's some nice fight stuff. There's some really gory, scary stuff. But it ends with a message of hope and Cannonball getting to be big man on campus. Yeah. All of that. So much of that. All that. So many good comics this week. Where are we going to go with this? Oh, boy. Oh, this is so tough. I know, right? Oh, I love... I've got two. I've got two that I cannot pick between, so I'm like on the edge of my seat to hear what you decide. Oh, I can't. I can't. There's too many. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to narrow it down between 
Ms. Marvel, mm-hmm. between New Avengers, mm-hmm. between uh, Guardians, mm-hmm. and between Chewbacca. So I've got four mm-hmm. that are stuck in my craw. Those are all really good texts. What do you got? What are your two? It's definitely in the. It's definitely between Miss Marvel and New Avengers for me. Well, since we agree on those, I'll pick Ms. Marvel, and you can pick New I'll Avengers. I'll pick New Avengers. Yeah, yeah. No disrespect to all the other books, but those two were just next level for me this week. They yeah. were phenomenal. Yes. Okay, collections on sale this week. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is out in hardcover. Uh, Damage Control, the complete collection, something I'm definitely going to be digging into when I get a second. I got my my copy of this, and it's like just flipping through it. I did. I don't remember. I don't think I've ever read it. And I was. I've never read Damage Control, but I, I've always wanted to. I was not expecting it to be so funny in the like the little yeah. bits and pieces that I flipped through. I'm very excited to read this. Well, it's, all, it's Dwayne McDuffie stuff, right? Right. Mostly. Yeah. Because Dwayne McDuffie is what people don't realize. In addition to being incredibly talented, he's he was hilarious. Yeah. So yeah, it's really good stuff. Uh, Infinity War Aftermath, Magneto Volume Four, Last Days, another good one here. Man Things by Steve Gerber, the complete collection Volume One. That's another thing I might have to check out. Oh yeah, uh, uh, giant. It's so thick. That Man Thing is so huge. thick. I'm so looking- huge. I'm looking over at uh, – well, let me finish up and then I'll say. Um, Marvel Masterworks Defenders, Volume 5 and Hardcover, Rocket Raccoon, Volume 1, A Chasing Tale, and X-Men Age of Apocalypse, Volume 2, Rain. I'm looking over where our boss, John Cerulli, has um, Damage Control, X-Men, and his man thing. They're all just stacked on top of one another. Yeah. It's just, it's just a massive uh, – it's, 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 it's huge. Yeah. That man thing just laying heavily upon all the others. Yeah, man thing just really holds it together. Yep, thick yeah. man thing right on top there. All right, digital comics on sale. On top of what we've talked about, we also have Ultimate Spider-Man Infinite Comic number nineteen out this week, uh, as well as uh, uh, Adventures into Fear ten through nineteen, Astonishing Tales twelve and thirteen. Uh, those are man thing issues, I believe. Right. Uh, they are Def- Man-Thing issues. Yep. Defenders 31 through 41 and Defenders Annual number one. Man-Thing 2 through 8. Uh, Marvel 2 and 1 number one. Quasar 41 through 43. Silver Surfer Warlock Resurrection number uh, the full limited run of that. Yeah. I'm guessing that and the Quasar stuff is part of uh, Infinity War Aftermath. Mm. They had uh, to wager. Yes. Uh, tons of Star Wars. We have issue 61 through 107 from the original Marvel Star Wars run. Issue 0 through 22 of the Star Wars series that began in 1998. Uh, Star Wars annuals 2 and 3 from the original run. And Warlock and the Infinity Watch 11 through 17. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Di- digital want. collections on sale this week <laughs> include Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Damage Control, uh, Complete Collection, Defenders Masterworks, Volume 5, Gambit, Hath No Fury, Human Torch by Carl Kiesel and Scotty Young, The Complete Collection, Infinity War, Aftermath, Magneto, Volume 4, Last Days, Man-Thing by Steve Gerber, The Complete Collection, Volume 1, Punisher by Greg Rucka, Volume 3, What If Classic, Volume 2, X-Men, Age of Apocalypse, Volume 2, Reign, and X-Men Legacy, Five Miles South of the Universe. 
Here's just a few of the comics you can find on Marvel Unlimited because it updates faster than we can keep up. It's a wonderful service. Uh, but you can at the very least read Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier, number seven, Captain America, The Mighty Avengers, number seven, Captain Marvel, number 14, Darth Vader, number four, Deadpool, number 45, Guardians 2000, number seven, Howard the Duck, number two, Hulk, number 14, Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man, number 12, Spider-Man 2099, number 11, Spider-Woman, number 6, and Storm, number 10. And now, from Marvel Headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News! News time! News time. Uh, uh, Obviously, New York Comic Con was this past weekend. Four big comic book stories coming up. We have an event coming up next spring called Avengers Standoff. It's going to involve most of the Avengers titles as well as Captain America. It's celebrating Captain America's 75th anniversary. All the information on that is on Marvel.com. Spider-Women. This is pretty cool, Ryan. I'm going to give you a for this. Silk, Spider-Woman, and Spider-Gwen are going to be crossing over, I believe, beginning in April. And what we find out is essentially these guys have been getting together through the Spider-Verse, but now we get to find out what happens when... Spider-Woman and Silk, rather than Spider-Gwen coming over here to our universe, they go over to Spider-Gwen's universe. And we also get to meet those, that universe's incarnations of Cindy Moon and Jessica Drew. Mm. Should be pretty sweet. Mm. We have another Star Wars limited series by our buddy Charles Soule, art by Marco Cicchetto, who's doing the journey into Star Wars, Space Mystery, Force Awakens, brouhaha right now. Uh, it's going to be focusing on the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin, those lost years. And Howard the Duck and Squirrel Girl, because you demanded it, their books will be crossing over as well. Continue cranking out the sketchbooks over at Marvel.com. We had one from Web Warriors with David Baldion. We had one for Illuminati with Sean Crystal. We've also got one about Drax from Scott Hepburn coming up also exclusively. Your boy CM Punk spoke to us earlier this week along with Colin Bunn and Scott Hepburn at length about what we can expect from Drax. Nice. I was emailing with Phil, uh, texting with Phil, and uh, he's. I have to read the issue. He wants to know what I think of it. So, um, right. yes. I I didn't realize that Colin was co-writing it with him, and yeah. uh, it's pretty much like he. Phil was like he's gotten to learn so much in such a short time from Colin, which is great. Yeah, and a little bit Colin revealed in our interview is that his uh, his son has a CM Punk action figure. So when he does calls with Punk, he will uh, put the action figure on the desk. So it's like he's talking to him. (laughs) That's great. That is now out there in the world. All right, let's move over to games for a sec. Disney Infinity over the weekend at New York Comic Con unveiled Marvel Battlegrounds. I got to watch a lot of footage of this. It looks super cool. It's going to be a new Marvel exclusive playset coming in 2016 where it's a four-person brawler. So you can basically fight against each other. We got to see a live demo at the panel at New York Comic Con. It was awesome. Uh, Contest of Champions released Elektra, and a lot of news for Marvel Puzzle Quest. In addition to releasing Old Man Logan, they announced that they'll have Totally Awesome Hulk coming in December, and they are still counting down coming to consoles very, very soon. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we've got on the live event side just announced uh, Superhero Headquarters. It will be in the reimagined Innoventions building at Disneyland Park, and it opens the day after the uh, Avengers Half Marathon. Uh, it should be a great 
big thing to see there. There's some details. Spider-Man will be there. You may have heard of him. He's mm. pretty cool. Uh, so, work, yes. yeah, we're going to have um, – we have information on that on Marvel.com, and we're going to hopefully have some content. Uh, maybe I'll take some photos, or Judy and I will get some stuff when we are at Disneyland in November. Mm. All right. Time to kick it over to the West Coast. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, show me at the Wolfman. It's the West Coast, baby. Hello there this weekend, Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Spooky Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thing, installment of the Stromy and the Spooky Wolfman show, starring the Spooky Wolfman and Stromy. Kicking things off. Well, we're not going to try and say the exact same dialogue. No, as this, we the... had to. This is our second time attempting to record this. We had a bunch of patter the first time around, but then I screwed up. And good, it, yeah. as long as it's on the record that you screwed up. <sighs> anyway, so we're going to skip the banter. What's the biggest news that we right have to, to talk the about? The biggest news we have to talk about from this last week is the fact that we announced a sequel to Marvel's Ant Man called Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp that will be coming in July of 2018. Uh, so three years from now. And with that, we also announced some ships in dates for Marvel's Black Panther and Marvel's Captain Marvel. Marvel's Black Panther is moving up to February 16th, 2018. Previously, it was uh, going to be five months later in July of 2018. And... Marvel's Captain Marvel is now dated for March 6th, 2019. It's the first Friday in March in 2019. So it's four years off, three and a half years off. So I'm I'm allowed allowed to not know that exact date at this point in time. Anyway, it's the first Friday in March 2019. Uh, That's all we can say about all that. And, of course... That news hit last Wednesday, I want to say, and immediately following that, we had New York Comic Con, and we had a bunch of action going on at New York Comic Con. Um, I'll kick things off by talking about some casting announcements we made for Marvel's Agent Carter Season 2. We announced that Dominic Cooper and Bridget Regan will be returning as Howard Stark and Dottie Underwood, respectively. We also announced four new cast members for the season, including Win Everett, who will be playing Whitney Frost. Uh, Lata Verbeek, who will be playing Anna Jarvis, Edwin Jarvis's free-spirited wife. We have uh, Reggie Austin, who will be playing Jason Wilkes, a quirky doctor that instantly charms Peggy. And we have Curry Graham, who will be playing Chadwick Coleman, who is the husband of Whitney Frost in the series, and a prominent uh, Hollywood-slash-California businessman. Of course, you have to look forward to all that when Marvel's Angel Car returns in 2016. We also showed this week's episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you have probably already seen by the time you're listening to this at last week's uh, panel. And we had a Netflix panel for our Netflix series, Marvel's Daredevil and Marvel's Jessica Jones, in which the cast of Marvel's Daredevil Season 2 took to the stage, as well as the cast of Marvel's Jessica Jones, and fans there got to see the very first episode of Marvel's Jessica Jones. First time it's been screened anywhere outside of a Marvel or Netflix office, and those lucky fans got to see it. Um, 
When does that when does that come out? November twentieth, Patrick. It comes out November Just the 20th. first episode. No, nope, right? all thirteen episodes streaming only on Netflix. But they're November like twenty 20th. they're like twenty two minute episodes. They are right? full hour long episodes, Patrick. Thirteen thirteen full hour long episodes, all That's available cool. November twentieth. That's which cool. Is, which is like six weeks. Thanksgiving. Away? It's the Friday before Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving's on a Thursday this year? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. All right. That's why they call it Thanksgiving, because, because Thursday, Thursday and Thanksgiving both start with TH. Hmm. Everybody knows that. Fair enough. Um, what came first, the day or the holiday? Um, the, the holiday. Are you sh- yeah, that's because yeah. it starts with a holiday, and yeah. then they shorten it to just day. Yes. Got it. Yep. Um... So, what else we got going on? Uh, see, Patrick threw me off. I know some things that were announced at New York Comic yeah, Con. If you are done talking yeah, about I'm, things. I think I'm done talking about New York Comic Con. What, what, about, what about you? You have some Guardians of the Galaxy, some... some uh, are you just going to say no, all the ahead. things? No, go ahead. Go. Say it. Say it. Well, as Mark hinted at a few seconds ago, we announced that there will be a season two of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Those animated... Intergalactic Misfits will be coming at you with new episodes. Currently, there are new episodes being aired from the first season. And coming to Disney XD in 2017 will be a second season of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's cool. That's People are just loving that show so much that we couldn't wait to start making more. That's cool, right? I know some of the things they got coming up in season two, and I'm very excited for that. See? Exactly. And also, that's not the only news, because we also announced a brand new uh, feature-length holiday adventure called Marvel Superhero Adventures Frost Fight! Exclamation point. You'll see all sorts of different Marvel characters from your favorite Marvel animated series. One of the images that we released featured... Uh, Captain Marvel. How, that was cool. It, it was. Th- this is actually the first. Um, it will be the first appearance of Captain Marvel in amian form, or at least Captain. Let me. It will be the first appearance <laughs> as Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers in the Captain Marvel uniform that we know that that Jamie McKelly designed, redesigned a few years back. The first appearance of that suit and Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel in amian form. I got those images and I was scanning through. I was like. That's Captain America, that's Iron Man, that's Thor. Wait a second, who's th- that's Captain Marvel. So that was pretty cool. And that'll be coming to digital download this December. Yes. Is that all you got for New York Comic Con? That's all I got. Other than all those cool clips that you and I clipped into clip form and clipped up on YouTube. Oh, yes, YouTube. from the live stream. You can check out all sorts of clips from the Clippity Clip Clip Marvel live stream that Patrick and I took care of. Um... All right. Oh, you know what? There is one more thing related to New York Comic Con that we should talk about. It's a good thing I stalled by talking for we, so long. We debuted a special Prelude comic for Marvel's Jessica Jones to um, to coincide with New York Comic Con. There were physical copies available only at New York Comic Con, but if you weren't like in, lucky enough to be there and pick up a copy, it is available online at marvel.com/netflixjjcomic. Uh, this is exciting because it brings back together the original creative team behind Jessica Jones and her first series, Alias. It Stanley is Stanley and 
Joe Casada. No, it's uh, Brian Michael Bendis is writer. Close. Michael Gatos is the artist, Very and close. David Mack is the cover artist. So it's the entire band back together for an all new adventure. They have a band. They don't have. A, it's an expression. Um, for an all-new adventure set in the world of the Netflix series, you can read that right now, marvel.com slash Comic. Did you talk about anything else that happened at New York Comic Con? Perhaps other videos that people got to see? Yes, I was about to talk about yes. the Marvel's Daredevil Season 1 sizzle that we released. Spooky sizzle. Nah, not just, just a sizzle. Well, it was in October. That we released Monday that... Well, most of it looks back at season one and all the excitement from Daredevil's first Netflix adventure. But there was a brief, like, 20-second tease at the end. You got to see a first look at Elodie Young as Elektra. You got a first look at, well, at least the back of Frank Castle's head. Um, Some very exciting stuff, and you can check that out right now on marvel.com. I think that pretty much covers everything New York Comic Con, correct, Patrick? That's, yeah. Think, all right. I think so. Well, we should talk about the fact that we've got an all-new Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next Tuesday at 9, 8 central. In this episode, The Hunt for Lash is on. Uh, you may remember Lash made his debut in the season premiere, and we haven't really seen much of him, but that's about to change because now they're very actively trying to track him down and figure out just why he's out there Killing inhumans seemingly at random. The H for L is O. The hunt for Lash is on. Oh. The H for L is O. Wow. Anyway, uh, we have, well, this week we posted a little late due to some miscommunications. Uh, last week's This Week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Ian DeCastiker. Uh, we talked about his big episode last week. Um, Ian gets me to do some karaoke at the end. Um, so, I mean, I think it's worth it just for that. Can you guess why karaoke, Patrick? Um, Oasis's Don't Look Back in Anger. Madonna's Like a Prayer and Tom Waits's Starving in the Belly of a Whale was the correct answer. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it karaoke? You did th- two full three to four minute songs? No, I just sang portions of them. Whatever I sang. Was there music behind it? No. Because that's not karaoke. Karaoke is singing over music. Uh, I'm sorry. Why don't you just mansplain it to me some more, Patrick? Wolf mansplain it. <laughs> um, uh, and this week we have another episode, this one with Nick This week's Blood. This Week in Marvel? This week's This Week in Marvel. Not to be confused with last week's This Week's in Marvel. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, this week we talk with Nick Blood. Uh, about his big episode and some rather uh, potentially catastrophic decisions his character made at the end of this week's episode. I think that pretty much covers everything I've got, unless, Patrick, is there anything I'm missing? What have you got? What's going on in the world of Marvel Animation? Two new eps this week of Marvel Animated Series. We've got a new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors where the Contest of Champions continues. That's this Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. Following that is a brand new episode of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy at 9.30 p.m. Um, Rather than going on and on about it right now, I'll just tell you to stay tuned because Steve Wacker is going to fill you in all about the cool stuff and me and Court Lane. Spoiler alert, Court Lane's in this episode. 
Uh, so just stay tuned, and you'll get to hear us talk more about animation. Great. Spooky animation. As always, we wish you, uh, we spooky. thank you all for listening. We wish you a, a spooky, spooky, seven weekend, we, a spooky weekend, a spookier. Yep. I'll take it. Week. Yep. Uh, We'll talk. We'll we'll spook you again. Yep, we'll, absolutely. We'll, we'll we'll make you feel spooky again in seven, seven more seven days. Seven spooky days. And until then, strap in because things are about to get spooky. Questions and comments. Questions and comments. Questions and comments from you. Okay, back from the West Coast. It is time. For this week in Marvel questions and comments, uh, like thirty pages worth. Yeah, literally like th- thirty pages worth. Oi! Hello. Let's get right into it. Okay. First up is Adam Reisinger. He says, "Me and Marvel superstar Mini B six two two at the Miss this week in Marvel live podcast. He's got a picture of him and Sona." Yeah, and uh, as much as Sona is a superstar, I'm getting very worried about her level of celebrity becoming way too high. Um, <laughs> she was near impossible to wrangle for the Marvel Live show at New York Comic Con. She was far and away the hardest guest to handle. I mean, we had Hollywood people in there. We had hip-hop icons. We had big-time comic writers and artists. No question, Sana Aminat, most demanding guest. Um, it was impossible to wrangle her. But yeah. thanks for doing it, Sana. She demanded champagne and a cheese plate, oh. which was just oh. appalling. All the green M&Ms. Yep. Um, Agent Twim says, I don't tweet you guys as much anymore, but want you guys to know I'm still here and enjoy the good this week in Marvel work you guys do every week. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you for, even though you don't tweet us that often, still leaving your name as Twim fan. That pretty much guarantees that we know you're there. Yeah, it's appreciated. Um, he says, mustachioed nice guy sinister is legit. I wouldn't call him a nice guy. No, but he's uh, his mustachioed. There's no question about that. Right, but and and it's a huge mustache. Uh, it is. Twin fan then sends says in his next tweet, which is probably <laughs> after he read a couple more pages of uh, the book, he says, "Strike that spoilers. I know not in the show. Sorry, not sorry. Maybe nice guy wasn't right." Yeah, and that was from the Inferno series that just wrapped up over in Secret Wars. Yes. Uh, and he says, Old Man Logan number four. Wow, wee, wee, wow. Now that's some pretty art. Andrew, Andrea Sorrentino does a great job. Agreed. Uh, and he said, oh my god, not to mention the story. I liked one through three, but number four just became my twim of the week. Keep up the good work, Brian Michael Bendis. I think bum, Brian's going to do, do pretty good. He's got a good career He seems to be him. on the right track. Yeah. I think I think if we help him keep his head in the game, he's gonna go places. Yeah, totally. Keep him away from Sana. Um, She's out of control. Yes. Uh, uh, let's see. He says, "Twin fan says I found this much funnier than I should have." He says, "1872 is amazing." Uh, I think he's referring to uh, the Pim's Hardware Store sign. Says, yeah. a giant selection." You get, get it? it. You get it. Get it. You get, get it. it. Everyone. Very uh, nice. Uh, it says, another funny almost joke from 1872. Uh, I'm not sure what was the joke there. I think it's the use of the term God Doom It. God Doom It, yes. Pretty funny. It Pretty is, funny. it is. Uh, it says, happy anniversary to my amazing Horizon Labs family. We're going to see a lot of that this episode. As, yes. Uh, our pals at Horizon Labs turned three years today as, since they've banded together, which is nice. Yes. Uh, it says, 
Dwayne McDuffie is such a good writer. The dialogue between human and machine and Deathlock is amazing. So reading some Dwayne classic. McDuff- yeah, Dwayne McDuffie is one of the best. Just one of the best of all time. It left, left us way too soon. Agreed. Missed to this day. Alan Howell says, hey, did not know this week in Marvel podcast from last week? I need my fix. Um, I think we've covered this at this point. It's, it's up. It's good. We're fine. No one screwed up. We were just at New York Comic Con. Sorry, a little busy, but it's up there now. Yeah. And then, hey, this week in Marvel, does Annihilus take trips to the negative bone zone? I love that question so the much. The negative bone zone. Poor Annihilus. The, yeah. ne- the negative bone zone does not sound like a fun place to live. But maybe maybe if you're from that region, the negative bone zone is like the ultimate bone zone for you. I guess. It's all you've ever known, too. So. Yeah. The only bone you've ever known. Anthony Palmieri says, do you know at what point Carter Slade changed from being known as Knight Rider to Ghost Rider? Is that old or new? I think it was when, I'm not sure if it was when they brought him back in the Avengers stories or if he was already called Ghost Rider in the 50s, but it's definitely old. It's not a new thing. He's been Ghost Rider for quite some time. I noticed he was known as Ghost Rider in Ghost Racers recently. I know originally he was known as the Knight Rider. Yeah, again, at least since the 80s, he's been Ghost Rider. Perhaps to avoid confusion between Knight Rider, the TV show, just an interesting change that I wondered about. And I probably just should have read all those tweets at once before <laughs> answering them. Maybe I so. In retrospect. Yeah. All right, Kate Benger said uh, hashtag podcast day and listed us as one of the the podcast he was he was listening to so very cool kate thank you what i enjoyed in that was that we are among the only one that was very close to being up to date on kate's podcast list that's that's, true i'm just looking at that now yeah regularly yeah get together comic geek speak that hasn't been updated since january ridiculous all right more from kate first batch of post secret or comics and the two runaway for me so far are invincible iron man and doctor strange the art and writing in those titles wow Hooked after one issue of each. Connor Becker says, will Ted Salas, or his alter ego, who, by the way, is Man-Thing, carry over to the new Marvel? Yes. Man-Thing will be a regular member of the Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D., which will be launching shortly. So much Man-Thing, you're not even going to be able to handle it. Daniel yeah, it's Willis, going to be more Man-Thing than a lot of people can handle. Yeah, totally. It's just you're going to, you're going to want to handle that Man-Thing with caution because it's so big. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Willis, <laughs> Daniel Willis says, uh, small pull this week, but boy, they were goodens. And he's got Weird World and Inhumans: Adeline Rising and 1872, uh, which is great. And he says, next tweet says, how could I not? As he had picked up the Next Wave Agents of Hate collection, which is a terrific buy, a must-have. Uh, he says, I'm much better at reading my physical comics in a timely fashion than digital. Like I never read the Twim URCs in time. Don't oh, tell thanks. It. Yeah, really appreciate yeah. it. We didn't ask you to tell us that. <laughs> there was uh, no need. You know what I noticed on um, the Next Wave thing? Is it called, It's a 2007 Eagle Award. You remember when we won an Eagle Award? Oh, I do. I sure yeah. do. I still have not received it. Yeah, never got that Eagle Award, but we definitely yeah. won it. Hey, Eagle Award, send us our trophy. Yeah, I want it. Also, also make us win again. Yeah, I want, I want more. Yeah. Um, uh, Daniel says... All new, all different Marvel launching while Secret Wars is still going. You're killing my wallet, guys. Well, the thing about that is um, there aren't as many Secret Wars titles actually still going right now. Yeah, no, it's really just Secret Wars. Yeah, it balances out. Book. Yeah. Um, You'll be fine. you got plenty of money for this. Yeah. A big old long one here uh, from Daniel. He says, so 
pre-Secret Wars, Hickman's Avengers, and New Avengers were the books to read to stay current with the events of the Marvel Universe as a whole. Kind of the main story, if you will. Are there any particular books for the new Marvel Universe that are really important for the big picture of said Marvel Universe? Any main titles that everyone should be reading? Obviously, I'd like to read them all, but I'm not made of money, so I'm just getting my favorites and whichever comics are most crucial to the overall story of the Marvel Universe, if there are any. It's not going to be like... Secret Wars, where Avengers and New Avengers were blatantly like building this massive story arc. Uh, um, there's nothing like that, but I will say Invincible Iron Man is kind of the key book to what's coming next and kind of what's going on in the Marvel Universe. And then All New, All Different Avengers, of course, is the hub of the Avengers and where a lot of those characters are going. And then Uncanny Inhumans is going to be a big for the Inhumans franchise. Extraordinary X-Men is going to be a pivotal book. And Amazing Spider-Man, too. So there's a lot. And, you know, there'll be more as we go. Um, and And that's not even taking into account books like Black Panther that are not, they're kind of standalone, but are just going to be hugely epic. You're not going to want to miss them. Right. Uh, and one from our pal Dave Sepperson says Dave. this is when he was at our live show. He says, excited to check out my buddies Agent M and Ben Morris live this week at Marvel Podcast in New York City with his friend. And he we surprised him by bringing Kyle Edwards on as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I met his buddy. He was really cool. His uh, buddy was great. Dave. Yeah. Got to see him again at the show. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. Eric Jackson. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. Do you know who, who I would talk to about internships at the L.A. office? Uh, that's a good question. Um, there. That's a Disney.com slash careers thing, right? Yeah, you could try that. Um, you could also try Marvel.com slash corporate slash interns. Um, mm-hmm. they'll also point you to Disney careers and Monster. Uh, the page on Marvel.com looks a little out of date, but there's a uh, uh an email on there, internships at Marvel.com, which should hopefully be a place where you can ask for uh, any questions about, you know, uh, getting set up, trying to get uh, a position at Marvel. Popular opinion from our live show, echoed here by Gaminet. Best swag from tonight, pronounced swag here, but um, that's, you know, that's like European for swag. From tonight's live This Week in Marvel podcast, front of line pass for NYCC, Marvel store, thanks H&M, hashtag not all heroes wear capes. That's true. I only wear a cape every once in a while. I was going to say, you were not wearing a cape that night, but that doesn't mean you never are. Exactly. Um, Gareth Hatfield. After the Jerry Duggan interview, Deadpool has earned his spot on the Avengers roster. He's got heart. And then we have a picture of all his Deadpool collections. Very cool. Yeah. I always run out of characters. Can I just post a picture of a Word document of what I intend to write? Will that count? Um, (laughs) I mean. You're not like several people do that. Uh, Yeah. As long as it's not like ten of them. Yeah. Please. Please. I mean, the pictures are already a lot. Yeah. Um, which they're great, but you know, no one else can see him. So, you know, keep, we, we do this via Twitter kind of to keep the questions within reason. Um, but sure. If you want to send us some pictures, you can do that. Yes. My unsure future purposes, purchases, query damage control and man thing collection, brief reviews, please. Well, we both said we're going to check those out, but we haven't yet. Um, but they're both awesome. Yeah. They're already given advanced review. Both awesome. If I were to pick between the two, just on really cursory glances, I would go with damage control. Yes, the same. Um, I'm really interested in damage control. Yeah. 
Wow, a theme tune. I think my favorite part is the West Coast jingle, definitely going places. I, I think the West Coast jingles are all our favorite parts. West Coast Jami and the Wolfman. <laughs> pretty good. Now you're a top-rated podcast with funding. I suggest giving back to the listeners, which we do every week, buddy, <laughs> um, by allowing them to exchange their twin points for prizes from a key ring or a stationary kit to the top prize of a thank-you note written by Blake Harris. I do like the idea of Blake having to send out thank-you notes. I love that idea. Uh, mm-hmm. The funding that we have is not Personalized like... Personalized 8x10s. Yeah. Oh, Blake would love that. Yeah. <laughs> like that having to take glamour shots and then yep. send them out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we have the money to kind of do that, but uh, I don't know. If we can find out other ways to to give back, we will. Yeah. And continuing on that trap, Ref Gamlin notes, LOL, given how many millions of points have been awarded, I can't see that happening. And then Gareth Hetfield um, replies, but there's no text. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Replies saying... I've received none, but just got the nicest handwritten tweet from Blake. So there, Blake is already on the case for this. Yes. Um, and finally from Gareth, uh, go on, admit it. The three unannounced films are a Howard the Duck trilogy. It's what the fans want. I have no idea what this guy's talking about. <laughs> we we did uh, announce three untitled films I, the, I mean, I, in the MCU. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, George Clinthaus says, uh, Horizon Labs turned three on Tuesday. Happy anniversary to everybody, to all the lab rats. I love that yep. they have uh, their own subculture within our subculture. It makes me they really are, happy. Yeah, they are truly our feeder. So they, are, they are our NXT. Uh, oh, that's good. That's good. Yep. Uh, oh, my Gil says, how come no one called Spider-Woman's pheromone powers her spider sense, S-C-E-N-T-S? Terrible. I, Second use of the hashtag sorry not sorry this week. That's, that's really disappointing <laughs> from our from our listeners. Uh Gil, I'm gonna give you ten twin points because I love bad puns like that. And I'm gonna give you twenty twin demerits for <laughs> A the pun and B using sorry not sorry. You're at negative ten or of wherever you started. Fair enough. Uh Grubad says Google Sheet displaying each all new, all different book through December. Someone asked for it in episode number two hundred and four. So if yep. you check out uh, tweets from at G-R-A-W-B-A-D, he's got a whole Google Sheet that he shared with the public, and you very guys nice. can check that out. That's really nice of him. Uh, yeah. Very, very cool. Great community stuff. Uh, Haywood, All right, our boy. Here, yeah, here come HWV, who I actually uh, rode on the subway with on Saturday. Oh, very nice. I heard someone going, Ben, Ben, it was Haywood, and we had a nice little chat. Very cool. From uh, the new awesome subway near uh, the Javits Center. It's a great subway. It's, it's delightful. Beautiful. Uh, Haywood says, if it wasn't for this week of Marvel, I wouldn't have found this crew of international misfits uh, called Horizon Labs. Thanks also to Dan Slott. Last week's pick was Shield 10. Mark Wade did a great Howard the Duck story uh, with the feels. Agreed. Uh, he says to us, hope you, uh, hope Ben and Ryan have, say, happy anniversary to the Horizon Labs crew going three years strong. And we did. We shot a little video yeah. for them. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it's referenced later, but we shot a nice little video for them when we were at our live podcast that Haywood took. Yes, we did. Uh, he says uh, to Wolfman Astronomy, you guys should be here also for the live podcast. Uh, he shows a couple pictures of the show. Uh, you guys, you guys want to, you guys want us to do too much stuff with this new uh, ad money. <laughs> flying, flying Mark and Patrick here is certainly not at the top of the list. No. Uh, 
Uh, Haywood says to Kyle Edwards, thank you for the selfie. Good to see someone grabbing the brass ring and flourishing. And he, <laughs> he hashtags Kyle Edwards, uh, other name. Uh, he also says, thank you to everyone who was on the panel for the excellent live this week in Marvel. Hashtag grateful. And in, then he finally says, my pick of the week was Avengers number zero. It was a great primer to the all new titles. Can't wait to see how this goes. Janela Lindauer says, thanks, and I'll remember that. This Week in Marvel is awesome. Uh, thumbs up emoji, sunglasses emoji. I don't know what she's replying to you about. Me neither, but it's, I just like, you know, anytime someone says we're awesome, I like putting it in there. Yep, good good point. Jesse Delia, uh, uh, hashtag This Week in Marvel, hashtag NYCC, hashtag Broodmom. Oh, my God. You guys got to make Broodmom a thing. Were you on when we were talking about the Broodmom? Yeah, I was there. Yeah. That was from the live show. You guys should, by the way, go back to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Marvel, and see all our great stuff from the live show. Yeah. Uh, Jim Radloff, welcome to This Week in Marvel. Sharks are scary. Hope you survive the experience. That is, of course, intern Tucker, who is not – well, he's here today, but he's I've got him off doing boring stuff. <laughs> not, getting, not getting to be on this call. Just noticed the birthday of Horizon Labs is almost exactly one month before November 4th, the anniversary of This Week in Marvel. And Rob Nolan replies, yep, three years to their four, roughly. It took us a while to get some traction. November 4th, Ben, that's our, our podcast birthday. What are we going to do to celebrate? Oh, man, we have, yeah, we'll have a podcast that week, I think, is what we'll do. Likely. That sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, Jimmy Urin. Hey, I know that guy. Yeah. Uh, all caps. Super excited for you all to hear the new theme song and singers I wrote for this week in Marvel podcast. And we were, Jimmy, and we are. Yeah. Uh, Johan Bigot says, I missed the tweet and tickets are sold out. Is it still possible for a French guy to attend this week of Marvel? Well, Johan, I am sorry. You missed it. Um, next time, we'll try to get the links out earlier to make sure that yeah, everybody has we'll try to get more, a chance. We'll try to get more seats. Yeah, we need to. I think I, we need them. We need a bigger venue. I mean, that's just proving that's the pudding. Yeah, Yeah. true. Uh, John Dave McCusker says, big shout out to the Horizon Labs crew for celebrating third birthday. See you at Thought Bubble UK. So that's another place where folks are going to get together. Uh, Johnny Vinyl says, how excited are you guys about Secret Wars Volume 2, the next expansion to Marvel Legendary? You can play as Archon, Black Swan, Gladiator Steve Rogers, Devil Dinosaur, and Ruby Summers. But really, you got to pick up the base set and try it. Johnny Vinyl is pushing hard for Marvel yeah, Legendary. Yeah, seriously. I love more. it. There's more still. <laughs> he says, you're right. He says, not a collectible game like Magic where you buy card packs. It all comes in one set, like Settlers of Catan or Mon- Monopoly. If he's not working for us yet, he probably should be. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Vinyl, uh, let's talk. Uh, he also says, loving the all-new, all-different lineup, but still waiting for an armless Tiger Man ongoing. We're announcing new books all the time. And we have a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur book, so who knows? Everything is possible. Yeah. Just John says, thanks for a lovely This Week in Marvel. I now know so much more about Agent M's mustache, or just M's mustache. And Civil War is coming May 2016. That's true. That's I think we true. noted that on our live show many times. Yeah, in theaters everywhere. Julie Gamach, happy podcast day. Shout-outs to my favorites, and we are included. A, bun- a bunch of mothers, um, including women of Marvel. bunch of mothers? bunch of mothers. I don't know. I botched that badly. Yep. Bostonania Pretty good. right there. Pretty good. Uh, let's move on. Kenny Adamuia, where is Simmons? Hashtag Dem Agents, hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
robot hand. Well, by now, hopefully, if you've still been watching, you know exactly where Simmons was. Yeah. To the plane, three plane emojis, more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., more Den Agents. This is all Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tweets, so I'm just going to keep reading them. Stay in line, old man. Um, what just happened to Hunter? I am freaking in love with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I hope it never ends. I love that uh, Kemi's live tweeting of an episode included live tweeting with our hashtag. I, I approve, and yeah, I suggest sure. more of that. We'll read more of it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Kieran Doherty says, hearing about what's going on for New York Comic Con is making me super jealous. It was over last year, but now I'm a student and poor. Aww. He says, loving the Captain America White is a thing now. We've waited so long, and it's also so good. Kieran says, I'm so looking forward to Doctor Strange. If I buy one comic this week, that's it. Uh, Kieran, you should buy 1,000 comics, and they should all be Marvel. Uh, yeah. He says, great freebie at Forbidden Planet in Glasgow this Wednesday. Came with my Invincible Iron Man number one, and it's a Scotty Young Invincible Iron Man print, which is awesome. Sweet. Yeah, that's it's really, really cool. cool. Uh, he says, is it cool if I just look at the art in Invincible Iron Man number one forever, please? It's fantastic. Yes, permission granted. I mean, that's David Marquez. He is right. the man. He's, he's the bomb. Yeah. He says, uh, this gesture should be seen more in real life. Jason Aaron, I tip my cap an America figure to you, and oh, it's uh, it's a really sweet uh, couple of panels from Doctor Strange number one, where he does something for some people, and they ask how they can repay him, and Doc has Doctor Strange has just a great response. Yep. Yeah, really, really sweet. Um, Kieran says, Mockingbird's costume in Amazing, Spider- Amazing Spider-Man number one is really cool. She's so badass. All that is true. He says, loving all the extra stories in Amazing Spidey number one, getting a taste of what's to come for the other Spider titles. And you're going to have to buy them all. All of them. All of them. Uh, and Kieran says, would appreciate what was sitting outside my unit, that Ben and I would appreciate what's uh, sitting outside his univers- uh, university. Hashtag get the tables. Um, get the table. Don't you just want to put someone right through that? I want to put someone right through that. I love that it's also sandwiched between two guardrails. So right. that makes it even more perfect. Yeah, it's like, oh, Sabu should just be jumping from a, yeah. a tall space or like New Jack coming from way above. Here's <sighs> one from uh, Kyle Edwards, a verified account. I like that that's <laughs> noted. Uh, Good times with Marvel Friends, podcast coming soon. Here's the live crowd listening to Agent M. Nice pick that Kyle took of the crowd at our This Week in Marvel livecast. Lance Presley. I'm sorry, did you have something to say about that? No. Oh, fair enough. I think you're just yawning. Um, Lance Presley, the S.H.I.E.L.D. specials brings up a question. Are the early appearances of Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., not subject to the sliding timeline? Uh, I find it's better just not to think about stuff like that. Um, You know, technically he has the Infinity Formula and yada, 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 but really it's just going to give you a headache. Just enjoy the stories. Yeah. He's director in the 60s and the specials, while everyone else who's debating the 60s is now flipping to the early 2000s. Comics. Lawrence Brenner. Pix News 11 is at This Week in Marvel covering live. That was pretty cool. You got to be on uh, the evening news. Yeah. I I mean, I've lived in New York my whole life, so I've been watching Channel 11 in one form or another since I was a wee band, and and, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Lake Keith says to Dave Sepperson, you, me, that was awesome. Let's do it again. This was Dave's buddy. And then he asked uh, Kyle Edwards if he was free next week. And I'm sure Kyle was free. I'm sure Kyle was free. He's always free. Yeah. Um, Luke Caporn says, catching the This Week in Marvel podcast tonight. My first chance to see Agent M in real life after years of tweeting. Awesome. All seated for This Week in Marvel at Discovery Times Square. Met Agent M in the flesh. Yay. 
posts a picture of him in the crowd. Very cool. Yeah, I think he, this was the, yeah. he has a, um, an Avengers tattoo, and yeah. uh, we should have taken a better picture of that with him because uh, it's awesome. It's a really good tattoo. He's had it for a long time. Yeah, and we look awesome in the background there. We look oh. so great in that picture. Actually, I don't know if you're in that picture. That was Kyle Edwards, who I confuse you with. Uh, yeah, very, I, he and I look alike. Similar. Yeah. Uh, I think this was the biggest get at This Week in Marvel. Skip the queue at the Marvel booth, and it's another front of line pass. And then finally, met that Agent M chap at This Week in Marvel. He even gave me free stuff. Swell guy, and there's a nice little picture of you and this guy with me photobombing in the background. <laughs> you look so great there. It's just like, huh? Yeah, well, that was intentional. Yeah. It's all, it's all very deliberate. Uh, Marie MJS says, New York Comic Con Week starts tonight for me with This Week in Marvel. Marvel podcast recording in Times Square. So ready. Awesome time at the recording. Uh, Dis- Discovery Times Square with a picture of us being uh, great, doing just what we do. Awesome. Yeah. Just so Killing good. Killing it. Yeah. Killing it. Miranda Miller says, more men in the world need to have Scottish accents and have the name Fitz. Uh, Very specific. Totally. I mean. Very specific demand. It works. Uh, Marvelous Collection says, got all caught up in this week of Marvel at work today. Then I listened to the Jack Kirby special again. Truly amazing, man. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. It's great. Uh, Marvelous Collection also says, just downloaded this week of Marvel 204. So excited to see what they will talk about with Danzig and Jerry Duggan. That's right. It's a good Those one. Good ones. B says, can someone explain me this joke? And it is from Renew Your Vows. It says, come on, how does Spider-Man pay his kids allowance in Spider-Sense? Oh, that's two spiders. Two Spider-Sense jokes. In totally yeah. different ways. In totally different ways. Uh, that Dan Slot gets uh, 10 twin points for writing that one. I like uh, that one better. Yeah. Colson's mug read, I hate Mondays. Good thing episodes are on Tuesdays. Hashtags for Horizon Labs and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It mentions, oh, Fitz speaks Hebrew. Didn't need his translation to know what it meant. Hashtag Jewish geek. Wow, an ad for the live this week in Marvel on Facebook. Great job. Let us know about that. That was very cool. I saw ads for our, our podcast everywhere. It was very neat. Yeah. Kudos to our ads people. Marvel released a Jessica Jones comics featuring Daredevil written by Brian Michael Bendis. Great intro to the show. And, of course, we talked about that with David Mack on our live stream. Yeah. Uh, backing up a second, it's not yeah. our ad team who we should give kudos to. It's New York Comic Con. No. The, the New York Comic Con folks are actually the ones who put out those ads. Uh, yeah. Which was really, really cool of them. Yeah. Very cool of them. Um and kudos to our ad team for what you guys are doing. Sure. With New York I Super Week. I, I don't want them to feel left out. This <laughs> um, should have a weekly alien race or cheese game. that We really should. Oh, that man. really is the true highlight of, uh, of New York Comic Con. We should make Blake uh, play that with every band he interviews. Oh, I'm sure he'd love it. <laughs> uh, and finally, the Ian DeCast sticker episode of This Week in Marvel was epic, especially the part where Strami sings Madonna's just like a prayer. I, God, this is as close as I've ever come to wanting to listen to one of Sarami's podcasts. Right? I'm like, still hmm, not there. I can pull I'm it down. Still not there. Zoom but, ahead pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, uh, it might, might be worth it. <laughs> Reynaldo says, are there any plans for more older, older audience animation? Black Widow Punisher anime was excellent. Um, you know, there's always a possibility for stuff. Yeah. I, I would say stay tuned, True Believer. Uh, Ronaldo also says, just listen to episode 205, bloody awesome new music to the show. Love all the different styles for the different segments. Glad you liked it. 
Ricky Williams says, catching up again on 202. I'll pay $5 for Terrigen Mist, but none of that bootleg stuff. Uh, I, got, I, think I, that's a, I think that's a joke we made. Yep, probably. Let's Worst bottle time. it. It's hard to keep up with them. Yeah. All right, here comes Ref Gemlin. Question, when a colorist is listed as Guru FX or Hi-Fi Design, for example, does it mean someone from the company, or is that company name more handle for a specific colorist? Hashtag the more you know. Uh, Guru FX and Hi-Fi Design are obviously, as you tagged, they're, they're coloring studios, so that means multiple people from that studio worked on that particular issue, but they worked together. Like a hive mind Just finish listening to like a, like a hive mind. Just finished listening to a fantastic episode of This Week in Marvel with, this must be a typo because it says with Strami, uh, interviewing Clark Gregg, Kristen Ritter, and more. Good fun. <laughs> no, nah, Strami does a good job. I'm sorry, Strami. You'll never hear this. Uh, still have This Week in Marvel episodes 201, 202, 203, and 204 to catch up on. I've listened to snippets, but it's time to plow through. The live episode of This Week in Marvel 206 will go out on October 6th. Uh, sure. <laughs> the three-year anniversary of Horizon Labs. I'm doing my darndest to be there. And he was there. We saw him. Yeah. A big thank you from the Horizon Labs crew to everyone on the show as we celebrate our three-year anniversary on Tuesday the 6th. See uh, 65 of us spread out across the globe. Wow, I didn't know they were that big. Yeah. From the U.S., U.K., and Europe to India, the Philippines, and New Zealand. Because of this week in Marvel, Horizon Labs forged real-world friendships between many lab rats, and that's something really special. Now, cool. um, I'd like to make sure that we have this understood correctly. Because we helped Horizon Labs come into existence, mm -hmm. does that mean that we can go to anywhere in Europe or India, yeah. somewhere in New Zealand? We have places to stay. We have places to stay, and they basically yep. uh, we have full rights over all their property and homes and everything. Yes, please uh, tweet us to confirm this, Horizon Labs members. Yes. Uh, we look forward to taking all your stuff very, very soon. Yep. Wasn't sure how I felt about the new This Week in Marvel intro, and now I find myself going, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Success. Finally caught up on all the episodes of This Week in Marvel, just in time for the live show in New York next week. Um, and we were happy to have them there. Uh, ben Morse's Enchantress got hammered, but not in the way she wanted. Bones on Pun in episode 205 made me chuckle so much. Me too. Me that too. Was hilarious. Yeah. The live show at Discovery Times Square was great fun. Big thanks the crew and special guest Charles Soule. I like that it's just Charles Soule. Not... There was no one else there. Everyone else was a host. Yes. Uh, we did right. say Kyle Edwards was a host, so he technically was not a special guest. Yeah, but Sana was also a guest too. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah. Uh, RCS underscore T says, love the new theme song. Yay! He said, watching Ben Morrison, Agent M with David Mack live on the New York Comic Con show. Fun hearing about Jessica Jones. Robert says, ASM number one from last week was so good. Love the colors combined with a great story. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil what he says right there. Uh, yeah, let's, that's let's a not. bit of a big deal. Uh, yeah. Robert says, my twim of last week is Amazing Spider-Man number one, or is Doctor Strange number one? No, wait, it's Invincible Iron Man number one. I can't decide. Three-way tie. Yeah. He says, great job last week at New York Comic Con. Curious what your favorite part was. What was most exciting for you personally? Ooh. I've already forgotten everything we did. Yeah, that was a blur of four days. Uh, it was just fun, just getting through it, man. That's that's my favorite part. Not in like a bad way. Just uh, I was proud of us and all the work we did and all the all the work of everyone on our team. Yeah, I bought a lot of Godzilla art. That was yeah, really you sure great. do. It was that's awesome. pretty cool. Uh, mm -hmm. Seeing Isaiah Mustafa was nice. Meeting Josh Holloway was nice. Uh, eating food was good. Eating food's always good. You got to do it. Yep. 
Yep, yep, got to yep. do it. And Robert says, just read Invincible Iron Man number one. I have not been reading the previous series. How much of a reset is the new book? You, there are elements from the old book that are going to be important in the new book, but it's all explained right there in the first issue. Yeah. You will be all set. If you know who Iron Man is, and I, I'm assuming you do, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Ross Meyer says, hashtag, so what if I'm a hipster? And then Third Eye Blind is a great band, but not emo. Classic emo, sunny day, real estate, mineral, and promise ring. Current emo, the world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die. Foxing and Empire, Empire, I was a lonely state. So there you go. This week in emo. So here's what I find funny. Yeah. So classic emo to him classic. is yeah. like contemporary. For yeah. What was contemporary for me? So totally. like Promise Ring, going to see them, or Mineral, like buying their yeah. records when they came the out. Classic. Sunny Day Real Estate, maybe a little bit before <laughs> me, but still coming out. Uh, and like, so I think of like Embrace. Or rights of spring, as yeah, yeah, whatever. Third it's eye, all relative. Third eye blind. Uh, I don't even know how third eye blind got in that conversation, though. I was it was because uh, formerly of Marvel, Arun Singh claimed that they were an emo band, and Blake and him got an epic debate over it. No one can talk one to Arun about music. He likes John Mayer, and uh, I don't even know hey, what else. Everyone's entitled. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. That's fine. Uh, more from Ross Meyer. Since Secret Wars still has more issues left, but the new number ones are out, will we be able to understand everything without knowing the ending of Secret Wars? Yes. But there will be some mysteries, and it's going to be cool watching you guys try to figure them out. Yeah, and you'll get little hints and pieces that you'll be like, ooh, what? Wait, what? What? Wait. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Um, and then noted that on October 12th, episode 206 still wasn't out, but guess what it is now, so we're great. Yay! RP67 says, The Silver Surfer lays the smack down on Spider-Man, and it just has a panel of uh Spidey that's definitely and so- a, that, that's kind of a rock bottom what do you mean oh yeah it kind of is kind of, i think that's why he said the smackdown because he's kind of doing a rock bottom on him i got it yeah that's great he's underneath he's underneath the arm so it's not totally but yeah more or less yeah i love it um he says to you ben i was behind yes. on some episodes hope you are feeling better i'm at episode oh, 200 thanks, so if i'm late sorry you rock Thanks, Steve. I'm feeling a lot better uh, every week. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he says, uh, Fitz trying to save Jenna, and he puts up uh, <laughs> a YouTube link of Ace Ventura when nature calls a cliffhanger scene, which we can't talk about here because we're yeah. just not going to do that. I'm push I'm pushing it, but it's not coming yeah. up for me on, yeah. on a piece of paper. Yeah. He uh, says, 200 of my twin points to whomever can answer this. They say champions, but didn't come out until 1975. And he's got some stuff from Amazing Spider-Man number 86 with Black Widow. Um, when was, yeah, there's when a was bit. Amazing Spider-Man number 86. Yeah, there's a little advertising for the champions at the bottom. Well, maybe they were planning it. Yeah, and, like, they must know, have been. Timing just didn't uh, make, you know, timing was a little off. I mean, it is issue 86, which means it had to be early 70s at that point. So, yeah, they were coming up close. But, mm. yeah, good catch. Yes. Good catch. Uh, RP says, uh, hashtag New York Comic Con, we don't mess around, hashtag 90s Marvel. And it looks like he and, uh, I guess RP is a dude? Yeah. I right? don't know. No, it might not be. So RP, we he or she, uh, has a picture of a Polaris and a Havoc cosplayer. So yes. one of them one is... Of which might, one of which might be them. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. We know so little. Yeah. Uh, Sam Centron 
says to me, thank you so much. Just got my invite to This Week in Marvel. Nah, 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 nah. Can't wait to see you guys. Had an awesome time at last night's podcast. The guests were fun, and my son loved all the great Marvel swag. Thanks. Thanks for coming, Sam. We appreciate it. Hooray! Simon Williams, any news about Miles Morales' solo comic? Has a release date been given? Uh, I think it has, but I don't know it off the top of my head, so sorry about that. Comics. Definitely, it's coming. It's going to be great. Yeah. More from Simon Sebs. Tanahasi Coates writing the new Black Panther comic is going to be great. Spring 2016, can't get here fast enough. I agree. There's so many people so excited about it. I had a great conversation with uh, Chris Sanka about it and how excited he is for the Brian Stelfreeze art. Oh, um, the Nick Fury one-shot wasn't what I expected. It was better. Agent M was right. Sometimes these stories have to be told. Agreed. Sad to see Kelly Sue DeConnick's run on Captain Marvel end, but the new creative team will do well. Yeah. Uh, Spooky Bucky says, better than homework, to be honest, and has a picture when uh, old Spooky Bucky was with us at the New York Comic Con uh, Super Week Live this week at Marvel. Good photo of us. Call, we've, yeah, we've called it about eight different things over yep. the course of this show. Totally. We're, we're like, uh, we're like uh, raw commentators. Hey-o. Yeah. Hey-o. yeah, please, someone please send us a list of everything we've called it. <laughs> Terrence Pryor says, I hate myself for not Aww. getting a ticket to tonight's This Week of Marvel Live podcast in New York City. Ugh. Sorry, you don't Terrence. Anyone hating themselves. Yeah, that, do not that's a little hate extreme. Yourself. Just, you know, work on it next time. Yeah, there'll be more, we promise. Uh, Dirty Lash says, Wanted to say thanks since you were uh, bringing up smoothies on This Week of Marvel. I've had one every day. Hashtag healthy. Oh, uh, cool. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah, it's it's very red smoothie. Um, my only. My only constructive criticism, throw more greens up in there, some kale and some spinach. Yeah. You won't taste it, and it's really good for you. Yeah, I'm, I've, my, the printout I'm using is black and white, so as far as I, whatever Ryan says. Yep. You're also not that I would be able to see it anyway. Yeah, not that I'd be able to see it anyway. <laughs> yeah. The Tech Lord. Tech Lord, Lex Pendragon, you read it, please. The idea that Marvel does goblin serum testing makes my day. Is, is uh, corporate okay with the Infinity Formula? Is there a gamma policy? Uh, you know, it's it's ever changing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, very, it's very fluid. <laughs> the tech lord says, "I've heard this week of Marvel theme song twice now, and I already know it's stuck in my head forever." Well done. I hate you. I love you. Uh, yeah, we perfect. The same. Uh, he says, two and three quarters hours." Blue blazes. This week of Marvel is getting long. Maybe new interviews need their own point five and point two five cast. So, oh my uh, god! If we added a point two five cast, I think Blake's head would explode. Yeah. So I think uh, we're gonna find ways to uh, make the point fives a little bit meatier while not getting too overboard with the regular episodes. Yes. Tim Keith says, reading Death of Wolverine, finally on Unlimited. Can't believe I waited so long. Love the art and story so far. Six books left. Up next, The Logan Legacy. That's for Death of Wolverine. I could have thought one million ways to die, but not the one that happened. It was very surprising. Yeah. And then, has Deadwood and Black Panther ever had an awesome fight playing Contest of Champions, which made me think of it. I'm guessing Deadwood might be a... Uh, Autocorrect for Deadpool, and they did fight back in the uh, Christopher Priest run on Black Panther yeah. and Deadpool when he was there writing you. both books at once. A little crossovery bit. There you go. Then finally, we get some great picks from video game tidbits uh, from our live podcast. Yeah, showing and us, it. showing swag, and that was it. We did it. Oh my God, we made it through 800 pages of of questions and comments. Thank you guys. That was great. That was great. 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 
great, 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 great. Uh, you gonna fill the remaining time by just saying great a bunch of times. Totally. Uh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Uh, so we're going to be back next week. It might be, we'll record, I think, a little bit later. But all yep. should be normal uh, this for the rest of this week and onward as we roll in. Yep. Until the holidays come guys, up when uh, the schedules get really crazy. Yeah, everything's bonkers. Guys, remember to read uh, Secret Warriors issues 1 through 6 for the unlimited reading club. Yes, indeed. All right, Benjamin. Thank you very much. All right. All right, Benjamin. Uh, this is Morgan.